1: And everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles, live on Net, Rx, Ghost Channel, and beyond. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink.
2: Yeah. Hey.
1: <laughs> With me, my co-host, Psychic Investigator from the New England Ghost Project, the Queen of Pain, Molly Wood.
2: Wallace? What the heck
1: is what? that? No. Okay. Hi,
2: everybody. Rebel dyslexia. Uh huh. Uh
1: huh. Right. So, anyways, uh, you know what? What? You know what yesterday was? Um, Wednesday? Today is
2: Wednesday. Oh, see? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Alright. Tuesday. Oh, you're talking about Steve Brown?
1: And, all right, well, I was all it, excited it about it that. W- it would be Scott Brown, but that's, <laughs> okay. uh, that's all right. <laughs> I've
2: had a headache all day. That's okay. I am, like, so right. not even Wednesday thinking tonight. Evening. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay.
1: you don't like
2: <laughs> Do I look familiar? <laughs>
1: anyway. Holy crap.
2: I can't believe it. Anyway, I'm sorry, guys. Go ahead.
1: Uh, anyways, so <laughs> uh, I guess you don't know. Wednesday was actually Edgar Allan Poe's birthday. Was it? It was.
2: Again? <laughs> I remember when we did our show a couple years ago. That's what I A mean. couple of years. We've done five shows five years on ago, Edgar and
1: Poe's birthday. And you know what happened? Or I should say it well, didn't happen.
2: What? He didn't go to the grave?
1: But the Poe toaster did not show up <gasps> at Poe's grave. Wow. The first time since 19... 19- 49.
2: Get those, out of here. They who, must have died.
1: No. For those who <laughs> don't know the, who the Poe Toaster is, it's, it's this dude uh, that uh, has been visiting Postgrave in Baltimore, Maryland. because That's where Postgrave is. And bringing three roses and a half bottle of cognac. Right. Yeah. And he's done that for three years in a row. I mean, no, nothing. Uh, 1949, and this is the first time. Now, they're trying to figure this out uh, because this is a big deal, believe it or not. I mean, let's face it. Since 1949, how long is that?
2: Yeah, that's been, I don't know. You're asking me. I didn't even know what day it is. Yeah, that's
1: true, too. <laughs> so, what, 50, 60 years? 50,
2: 60 years, at least, but...
1: Wow. And...
2: Well, what do you think happened?
1: Well, that's the deal, is that... Um, they're having this big fight now. I don't know if they do that. Uh, no. Yeah, you see um, there are a couple of cities, including Boston, Massachusetts, that want Poe's body. What? Yeah. They figure Poe should be um, buried in those cities, which is Boston. I think Philadelphia is the other one. So they're fighting over the body. So some people think that this is like a Poe protest.
2: You're kidding me. No.
1: But there is no evidence to prove that. As you wow. know Poe actually hung out in Lowell, Massachusetts at the Worthen whatever that
2: Yes, was. at the Worthen
1: Lowell. At the Worthen Lowell. It's coming and back to me now. Right? Yeah. Okay. You do know who I am now. You I do. Remember. It's it's that's coming good. back. No, very good. That's that's good. I'm I'm really happy. Um but anyways. Uh, we did an investigation at the word, which, by the way, you, uh, if you want to hear it, uh, you can actually, it's two parts, right? Two parts that we did. And it's on iTunes and also on uh, Ghost Village, uh, the Ghost Chronicle shows, and
0: Edgar uh, and Poe's birthday, part one and part
1: two. Uh, one was when we did with uh, WCCM, where we actually, well, you baked the a cake.
2: That's right. I well, baked him a brownie. Well, gluten-free brownie. Uh, whatever the hell it was. I don't think he really cared since he couldn't have eaten them anyway. But
1: it was I, more do mean? How do you know he couldn't eat He's dead. What makes you think ghosts can't eat? Yeah, whatever. Not Seriously. I'm not
2: in the kind of country that I'm going to serve up food for a ghost because I like to eat. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that I eat it.
1: Eating ghosts is a common thing across the world.
2: But not in my house it isn't. I like to eat, and I'm going to make sure that when I cook, it's
1: not like I eat, eat it. I it. like, waste it? it. It's not like even make real food. I mean, it's it's gluten free. It's good for you. low lactase, no peanut, whatever. What? I don't know what you eat now. I can't it's track. It's gluten free, wheat free, but it's all I know tasteful. is to go to the the the, the that you know can't have this, can't have that, can't have whatever.
2: Why do you think I eat whatever I can? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I going to give it up?
1: <laughs> I have. Oh, God. But, anyways, uh, so the Poe toasted did not show up. And, and anyway, and we were talking about the shows. Yeah, the, the one at CCM, we did uh, We did have a cake. I brought in three roses. and uh, We did, the
2: candle did flicker half, a couple times.
1: We a bottle of cognac, and we had uh, the guy who did the uh, Bellwitch haunting. Oh, that was awesome. And he read the.
2: Raven. The I Raven. Call. That was, you know, and he used to do what theatrical works, so does. and he still he does. does. So when you were listening to his voice, it was just it really put put you in the mood, you know, like very dark. The mood. Well, meaning like a very dark. The mood. Well, we had the lights glow and the, we had the candle going and we had the, the
1: cognac. The
2: cognac and the <laughs> whole atmospheric thing going and and then you had the, you know, him the, uh, doing the Raven and it just it was cool.
1: It, it was reverberated a cool Yeah, it was neat. And we did. We had some type of activity there. I'm not sure what it was, but we we definitely had some activity. And the following uh, show, I think part two of this, is we went to the Worthing in Lowell, and we interviewed uh, the people down there because uh, Poe was also supposed to hang out there as well. And uh, we... Actually, did you? Yeah, you you made contact with somebody. I forget who the hell it was though.
2: Yes, but it wasn't. Um, it wasn't Poe. No, it wasn't. No, sure. I'm sure. It, we we there actually was felt like there was a little boy there and there was a man there, but I do not believe it was Poe. And it was a woman. If I and a sure. woman, yeah. But there, I do not believe Poe was there. So I mean, it? that was only one. Let's get real, okay? That, that was only one of Poe's stomping grounds. Right. You know. And the fact that sometimes when you have people that, you know, they know that their environment might be haunted and so forth, why do they always resonate and go towards the person who's the celebrity? You know? When everyday people, you're, whether you're, you know, living, whether you're dead, whatever, you're a person. Doesn't matter if you're famous, you're not famous. You know, why would, just because if, if you had Elvis going to 25 locations, for instance, he might show up at a couple that is his real favorite, but you don't know that. You know, why would he appear to every single one of them? What are you saying? I'm saying that, that it doesn't mean your place is not haunted, but everybody has to, you know, gravitate towards the famous famous one. Like, oh, that's got to be Poe here, you know? And not that they said that, but I'm just going to use it as an example, might say. I don't know that.
1: But anyways, um,
2: why can't a famous
1: ghost be at at a place, though?
2: not saying they can't, but that doesn't mean you necessarily want to jump to that at first thought, you know, by a little biased, by saying, oh, if there's spiritual activity, then it must be the famous person. That's all I'm saying. Saying you have to be willing to say that it could be anyone. How many thousands of people have gone through that establishment over the years and why would you just assume it would be that, would be Pope? That's all I'm saying.
1: Could be. That's all I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. And, and the interesting thing is is we also, Mar- uh, Lara who was with us, she was our photographer for, for the NETP, she had a, a kind of strange experience in herself where the, the spirit actually passed through her. Right. And I, I believe uh, what that was about is that uh, we hit, we, oh, I ran up the stairs, and the spirit was behind her, and the spirit didn't like me running up the stairs, and she passed right through me to, to try to stop me. But uh, it did fail. But uh, <laughs> Laura did like it, though, so I don't know. Exactly. But anyways, that's the thing on Poland. uh It's a cool place. The Worthing is, is one of the oldest bars in, in Lowell, and it's, if you have a chance to check it out, I would uh, definitely check it out. So anyway.
2: Now, you, you know what? You made me think of something. You, you, you actually, it? yeah, I you know. know. You are. Right. Well, for now. Um, but you basically was saying that, you know, that the spirit passed right through you, right? Not me, Laura. Right, Laura, I'm sorry. He was trying to stop you, but they didn't get you. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Okay. All I'm saying is, they're, um, I know, my brain is gone today. They're, I read, you know, when doing our research.
1: For the research, book. Right. Yeah, for our book. For our new book. book, which our is new book. Out this year. Exactly. So, yep. doing
2: the research.
1: It's got wow. ghost stories from all over the world.
2: Exactly. So, doing the research, I read one story yesterday that was kind of like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. There's actually a lot of people that are really terrified at this one location because this, they host? see, no, other than that, um, they see a spirit that comes at them with a butcher knife or a knife.
1: That would be a little and, disturbing. And it's a little I, I, I don't unnerving. Call me crazy. <laughs> I, I think Van uh, so Helsink might have a little problem with that. All I'm right. Not really it's sure, a though. little
2: unnerving. However.
1: Oh, I should have said that next time I go out to see this damn. With some big knife.
2: knife or butcher yeah, knife, he runs right through you because he can't do anything. You know, but it's kind of creepy. And people are like, yeah, but he really doesn't hurt anybody. It's just they're afraid. And it happens to be at a hotel, so that's even worse because you go in there to sleep, to rest, and then, you know, you wake up and you have someone running through you with a knife. so that might be a little strange. It happens. It happens. But, yeah, I have to say, though, some of the stories are really cool, but they're just, you know, there are some really bizarre cases out
1: there. There are.
2: Um, But anyways. Yeah.
1: uh, Yesterday, of course, in Massachusetts was our uh, special election for the state senate. Okay. And uh, that was Ted Kennedy's seat, and he actually passed away couple months ago. Yeah, August. Well, I, I think something like that. Yeah. So his uh, seat was open, and the underdog, Scott Brown, uh, the Republican, won the seat.
2: Woohoo!
1: And his name is not
2: Steve. I know. That. I'm sorry. I was you, like... You know what's really funny? My husband is Steve, by the way, so evidently I just... My brain's cramped. You, you know what's
1: really funny? People... A lot of people uh, mistake him for me. Uh, oh, uh, really yeah. Funny. I don't think so. Other than, other than the glasses, the hair, the look. Pickup truck. I mean, we're almost identical. I mean, we, we both have brown coats. I mean, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal the comparison.
2: <laughs> but anyway, I am very. I actually had a very heated discussion not to, to get into politics. Really? But I, at work today, I had a very heated discussion so the, with somebody person dead person? with a live person. Oh, okay. They were pretty upset because I voted for Scott Brown.
1: Oh well.
2: And you know what? I was pretty happy, and I was gloating a little. So, but that's okay. I can do that.
1: Anyways, um, while I was there, I, I had to go down because I, I worked for the Scott Brown campaign and get the vote from the town hall and call it in on election night. So we were down at the town hall, and there was a bunch of other people there, and we, and we were talking and everything else. And then we went out and uh, kind of like hung around, and, you know, waiting for the results to come and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, what was funny though, uh, when they finally called the election, somebody uh, turned to me. They know what I did. Can you contact uh, Ted Kennedy? (laughs) (laughs) And what'd you say? I said, Possible. If he wants to be contacted. Well, you know what? I actually brought my stuff tonight.
2: Oh, dear God.
1: I'm thinking, why not contact Ted Kennedy, find out what he thinks of this election that's going on? Yeah. So, what do you think of that idea? Um, well, personally, go for it. Really? My
2: personal thoughts are...
1: Yeah, what's your personal
2: thoughts? I don't go out and ask for any specific spirit to communicate, talk oh, to me. is, is
1: that because I'd be, be, like, conjuring them up? Yeah. Really?
2: Yeah.
1: Huh. But anyways, I don't know. I've got my cards, and I've got a pendulum here. Okay. Okay. So I'm thinking, all right, let me see. How are we going to get a hold of Ted Kennedy?
2: Don't ask me. Don't say we. All right, you got a mouse in your pocket? That ain't happening. Just you, buddy. We got, we got a mouse. In That's your an pocket. old saying that I used to say. I, I don't get it. Meaning, you're on your own on this one. You're not, you say we, you have another person or something with you, a pet, something? To, a
1: mouse in your pocket. Yeah,
2: that would be a second. So when you say we, because it's not me, I am not helping you.
1: All right. Are there any spirits with us tonight that would like to talk to us? Why don't you be
2: more specific, because um, you know that my closet over there opens occasionally. Oh, that's
1: right.
0: Uh, (laughs) By
2: the way, Ron is over here trying to use a pendulum. However, you know, you really need to, Ron, be more specific and know exactly what you want to ask before you ask it. I really
1: know what I'm going
2: to ask. You might want to be more specific, then. Is there a spirit that wants to talk?
1: Well, I was just warming up. Yeah, okay. So, you don't think that's a good idea? No.
2: Not in my house, it isn't.
1: Uh, oh, this is your house, isn't it? Yes. But, uh, I mean, I'm looking around here, and we've got Kwang Kui over there, and we've got uh, Harry Hoover over there. And
2: All right, Starwoods all right. And, Try, do whatever you're going to do.
1: So, I mean, we've we got a lot of protection floating around us here. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, anyway. So, why don't we ask if, like, let's see, what should I call him? Theodore. Theodore? Theodore Kennedy?
2: Is that his
1: real name? I would... Thaddeus. Thaddeus
2: Kennedy. Yeah. Whatever. He's Irish. He? Um, yeah, I won't even I make should, a comment.
1: Should I have a glass of drink here?
2: Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> if you had something to drink, you'd be able to get them better, I think.
1: Uh, anyways, I, I'm going to do this. Uh, when I ask, I, I've got the pendulum here, and, you know, this is live, live radio, so we have uh, no show. No no, uh, no way, way of knowing what's going to happen, right? Right. So, I mean, so it's live radio, so you have to make up some noise while I'm doing this. Okay, I'll make some
2: noise. I am
1: contacting. Okay? And
2: you're insane, but right. other than
1: that. So, anyways, when I ask a question, what is a yes? <sighs> okay, uh,
2: so right. the pendulum is going counterclockwise.
1: This is a switch, isn't
2: it? To my house. What do you expect?
1: Okay. When <laughs> I ask a question, what is a no?
2: Back and forth.
1: Very good. And When I qu- ask a question, what is it? Maybe
2: I don't see it do anything different. Give it a
1: time, like every woman, no patience. See,
2: clockwise. Okay.
1: See, all right. There we go. So, let me ask all the greats. What should I, is the ancestral pool? Is it or what am I, I conscious? Consciousness, the greater consciousness. Uh, yeah, greater consciousness. I got a yes, so that must be. So the greater consciousness out there is uh, Ted, Ted Kennedy hanging around the there out in the greater consciousness.
2: Okay. So we don't want to be quiet on air here. No, you but can't. So you,
1: you've got to, you know, help me out here. All
2: right. Is that a yes? To so maybe. To so maybe. Well, how the heck can I tell? I'm looking behind your laptop, by the way. Oh,
1: move for God's sake, I've got to move over here. All right. Go ahead. All right. No, look at all right. We've got to style a little
2: No God, no. no, no. Just
1: no, ask. No. So, All right. Are we in touch with the greater consciousness out there? That would be no. That would be no. Right? Is that no? That's a no. That's a no? Okay. So are we in Maureen's house? No?
2: Except Over your cards, by the way. You shouldn't be over anything that you use a different energy on.
1: It's always annoying. <laughs> All right. When I asked the question, was it? There you go. All right. So that was a no. Okay. So... Can we please make contact with Ted Kennedy? Ted, you're there, can you please come in?
2: Earth to Ted. Wait a
1: minute, did you hear that?
2: That was my husband. Oh. Earth to Ted.
1: Wait a minute, we got a maybe. So oh, maybe this God. is good. Maybe
2: Guys, we, need contact. we have really fallen around here. Go All ahead. Right. All right, Ted, Ted,
1: we really want to talk to you. Can you? Uh, can we do? please do an interview with you, please? Oh, my God. We'd love to do it as if you I, I know you haven't had one for a long time.
2: Just that's no. That's a no. See that? Yeah. Ask me if he wants a drink.
1: Now, that—that's plain me. Okay? It's
2: true. I bet you by now he's really, you know, want one.
1: And that would be yes. But that's yeah. beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Um, this is not good. <laughs> All right. We, we don't have a drink for Ted. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> he's not blind, he says. <laughs> does he know that we're having fun? Uh, we're, we're being lighthearted. We're being lighthearted, uh, Ted? Yes, he does. Okay. Okay. So, so Ted Kennedy, uh, uh, what was the big guess? Senator right. Ted,
2: ex-senator. Yes, yeah,
1: senator. Actually,
2: he died as a senator, he so the he's the a senator.
1: Right, he is a senator. senator yes. Ted Kennedy. Okay. Ted, uh, Mr. Senator Ted Kennedy. Would um, you please, oh, yes. He wants to talk to us. Okay. All right, this is good. So, um, <laughs> Senator Kennedy, uh, what do you think of this election last night, uh, uh the winning of uh, your seat with Scott uh, um, Brown and who oh, doesn't like that?
2: Do you think that we care? How's that one? No, no, that's it. Don't be a mean <laughs> yeah. he Listen, he's not here anymore. And You, agree. you are me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me remind you we're doing this in your house. So what?
2: And you know what? What else? What? First of all, you're doing it in my house, but there's no guarantees. It could be, you know, you're, you're, you're tra- channeling it too. You never know.
1: I'm channeling.
2: Not channeling, but you're, yeah. you could be influencing it. Who, me? Yeah. I could
1: kill us if I talk to him or not.
2: That's all. Anybody has an opportunity to influence it. That's oh, all Oh, he
1: doesn't agree with
2: that. Okay.
1: All right. So, anyways, Ted, if you are here, and, and please describe her. All right, make it
2: quick. We want to get on the radio. She's, we want to be playing with
1: with Ted over here. She's very discourteous. I, I had a bad that. day. Ted, I, I, as a fellow um, Massachusetts,
2: Ted, uh, you're a big guy. I met you once. You're a big, tall guy. Yes. He's a big guy. Yes. Yeah. You had a red, did, very did, red nose. Did you
1: meet, <laughs> yes. Did you meet? Did you meet Maureen once?
2: He doesn't remember that.
1: You know. Now,
2: why would he remember?
1: I don't know. Somebody as outstanding as you. I mean. Oh, um,
2: right. Yeah. Anyway.
1: So. Do you
2: want us to uh, elect Martha Coakley? Why don't you just get to the point?
1: That wasn't my question, but that's all right. I'm just getting to the point. All right, Ted. Do you mind that Martha Coakley was not elected senator from Massachusetts? Wait a minute. You know why? Wait a minute. Go ahead.
2: And what's that? That's a baby. That's a baby.
1: Yeah. Okay. And you know why? Why? And I can tell you this why.
2: Because he she went to try to get the seat before he even died. <laughs> uh, uh, you didn't
1: think I knew that? You? Yeah. You think Teddy didn't know that either? Huh? Uh-huh. All right. See
2: that? We're on your side, Ted. Ted,
1: Ted we want <laughs> we, we 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 want to thank you uh, uh, so much for uh, talking with us tonight, uh, Ted and. Uh, We really appreciate your comments, and uh, God bless you and wherever you are. Good luck.
2: Okay, so there you go. There you go. Still be nice to
1: him. So it was done here for the first time. We actually made contact with um, Ted Kennedy uh, from the uh, beautiful uh, blue state of uh, Massachusetts. So there you go. That That wasn't good.
2: I know. So anyway, my table.
1: If uh, anybody has a question for Ted, by the way, uh, they can email me at <laughs> r, that would be ronk at anyghostproject.com. Oh, if, yeah. Or you can join us in the chat room and ask uh, a question there. So if you have a, a question for Ted you would like us to ask, or maybe hey, Edgar Allan Poe, maybe we'll try to find Edgar Allan Poe next time. But, you oh, know. dear God. What, but,
2: what, what?
1: What do you want to do?
2: Going to go d- um, dazzling for Edgar Allan Poe right now?
1: Oh, I do not want to go dowsing for a- Are you just
2: trying to bring them it's, all in my house and, and start like, making it's, it's this a not like,
1: It's not like dowsing for dollars, you know.
2: I know. <laughs> I mean, what are you trying to do, conjure up everyone?
1: I just thought this election was such an important election. And it's over. That Ted would have a few things to uh, it's say. It's
2: over. It's uh, over. And top round one. Uh,
1: okay. But anyways. All
2: right, so let's, let's talk about some other things. What's,
1: what's going on? Uh, oh, yeah. By the way, we, we do have some things coming up, at least I do. Um... On the 16th, I believe it is, uh, the Tuesday, I think it's the third Tuesday of, of uh, February, uh, I am doing a paranormal discussion group, and I promise I will not try to contact Ted Kennedy during that. That would be nice. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, that will be on, um, I think it's six thirty and and you can get reservations at the Circles of Wisdom in Andover, which is uh, their website at circlesofwisdom.com, which is 20 hours, or you can call them at 978 474 80, Eighty ten. 80, 10 And also, on the 20th, we are doing a ghost hunt at the vault in the haunted city of Salem, Massachusetts. Really? So, I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, it's an old bank. We will be doing uh, EVPs. We'll be locking people in the vault and doing EVPs and whatever. I, I'm thinking almost that's almost like a psychomancy
2: chamber. Well, you never know. It could be.
1: Well, you know what? Maybe we ought, ought to mirror, add that. Mirrors. Maybe we ought to add that. To the bring a mirror? Itinerary.
2: Maybe you should bring a mirror.
1: Bring a mirror. And we will do a little psychomanthium work Exercise. in the vault. That would be a good idea. Uh, yeah, this Now, is good. for
2: anybody who doesn't know what a psychomanthium chamber is... What is it? Um, why don't you explain it,
1: Ron? Excuse me? Why don't you explain it? Me? that's a, that's one of those metaphysical things. You're the metaphysical girl. Well, actually,
2: you know what, though? I... I only had gone, I've been in there, what, once maybe, twice? Um, it was a little creepy. Basically, when you go in there, you're setting into this, you might have a, two chairs, it's a very usually a small area, and it's all black, it's completely dark. With other than that, you'll have a mirror that's in front of you. You don't want to look directly on almost, you're almost kind of looking up at the mirror. And it's supposed to actually get you uh, into that space of meditation really quickly, and actually, it's almost like a contacts other worlds you could pick up on it a lot easier i have to tell you we went in there on um at the mansion right houghton mansion yep. and that was a little that was a little bizarre um i actually think there's a, there's a picture floating around since that time
1: which i oh, yeah, would like wrote, to get back uh, well it's on the internet there forever
2: oh thank you
1: yeah i for those who don't know, which is... It, How about I sue you? I want that picture off. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. Like I've never been sued before. You know, give me a break. We're just going to earn their money somehow, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, th- that, that whole episode, uh, Maureen and I were at the Hoot Mansion, and we went into the Psychomanthium Chamber, which is a chamber built for one, and we both went in, so we... Um, it was a little cramped.
2: It was very cramped. Yeah. Well, and more we, so for you, because
1: I had the chair. I know. that. How did that work out, <laughs> by the way? <laughs> well, I when am the queen the of dog, I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we went in there, and we made contact with the spirit and everything else. And the, the picture she's referring to is when we came out of the psychomantic Chamber. Uh, it's on ghostvillage, uh, dot com. if you go onto the Ghost Chronicles Thanks. page <laughs> and look up the site. And you can actually listen to that whole thing, too. But, um, yeah, it, it, we looked. A little odd, I would guess, the word be. Yeah,
2: I felt like somebody had ruffled up my head, and, uh, yeah, and looks, I looked like honest,
1: <laughs> it. It looked like we made out,
2: but... Uh, oh, God, did you have to go there? Oh, I mean, you, you, you got to call a
1: spade a spade. Oh, well, trust me,
2: anybody listening, that did not happen. Oh, trust
1: me, it did not happen. No way. No how. <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember, uh-huh. she is Satan incarnated. Oh, <laughs> be quiet, my husband can hear you. <laughs> He's thinking that already. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so, so back to the psychomancy. The okay. So uh, what's her name there? Jane Doherty. The yes. The psychic belly was there. And she did this little thing with the uh, crystal skulls, right? Yep. And what, what was it? A seance or some, I don't know, some crazy thing.
2: Actually, she, it was kind of like a uh, meditation using the, skull, the skulls, rather, for more energy. So she did use the crystal skulls to see what we pick up.
1: It was kind of weird, though. I mean, it really was.
2: Well, if, you've, if you haven't gone to a place, with metaphysical place, to do yeah. any of that, then it would seem strange. But that has been done before. Not with skulls, but with crystals and, and different stones.
1: So, any, anyways, um, somebody want to know if you've got a hickey. But uh,
2: <gasps> Who wants to know that? Anyways. Um, oh, gross. You know, I was getting a headache today, and I'm going to be sick.
1: Good. So, <laughs> so,
2: anyways, we went in the
1: psychomathium chamber. And it, it's very dark. I was cramped down in the corner in front of the mirror. You were sitting in the chair, looking at the mirror, or staring at the mirror, whatever you do with the mirror, right? Yeah, whatever. Right?
2: Now that yeah, you're going down the bad path. Go ahead.
1: So, so what happened? I, I'm straight and narrow. I mean, I've given up on Ted Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you tell me. I mean, what did you feel in that chair? Besides nauseous.
2: Did
1: you really? No, I'm just kidding.
2: Um, Oh, seriously. No, well, I (laughs) I didn't feel nauseous. I am feeling it pretty much now, though. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um,
2: But no, it was was strange, you know, feeling the energy going on. You feel my third eye, like everybody hears me say that my third eye was going crazy. And anybody who feels that whenever you're going into meditation or however each individual person feels, you'd probably feel the same way. It's just heightened awareness, too, you know, where you're able to tap into energy a lot quicker.
1: Yeah, and, and the, the whole thing is, what is the purpose of the mirror, though? I, I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, you're sitting in there, you're, you're light-deprived, you're, uh, it's very, very quiet. The
2: light, that, believe is to, to get the reflection. You're almost as if anybody's ever done these uh, scrying or looked into mirrors. Uh, Doing the Wiccan many years ago, in Wicca, rather, um, when you're looking into a mirror, one of the things you would do is look into a mirror and you kind of look, you know, you, you just stare and you don't so much look at your face as you're just staring blankly at the mirror and then your face, this is how it's supposed to work if you do it right, and your face seems to disappear and you almost go into another area, another dimension is what it sort of feels like, you know, you
1: you Going past well, that. Well, anyways, going on a break. we're going on a break now. So, anyways, you have been listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on Doji Net, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. We'll be right back after the following messages.
0: Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap, and the frugalitarian is here to show you how. Jody Olson is a frugalitarian on TuggyNet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays.
2: This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets
0: to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On The Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion-savvy, and earth-friendly, showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking
2: from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm
0: chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central, on togynet.com. Go the money! Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten, starting November 4th, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central on TogiNet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world, and she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten, starting November 4th, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central, on TogiNax. We're back, I think. We are
2: back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <do you> <laughs> it's just know? very
1: low. Um, uh, you are listening geez. to Ghost Chronicles Live on TojiNet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, you know, and beyond. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm, the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre. And with me, my co-host. Yes. The Queen of Pain, Murray Wood. Yes.
2: So we were talking a little bit about... Um,
1: yeah, we get kind of broke up in the middle. That's kind of strange. But anyways, yeah, the psychomancy chambers is, is right. what we we're talking about. And, and because we're going to try to set one up, I guess, and uh, uh, the ghost hunt we're going to do down at the vault and sail uh, So anyways, I can tell you from my point of view what was going on. Uh, I was looking into the mirror because, like, my face was right there. And all of a sudden, instead of an image, I, I got this, like, cloud, a uh, uh, mist that came in. And uh, I actually saw a skull like the crystal skull. And then uh, it, it gets stronger and stronger, and then I think that's when you had your little epitaph or whatever it was.
2: Yeah, um, well, you know, the whole thing is, I, I want to say that, you know, he was, it was a breakup, you know, coming in and out, in and out, feeling his energy, and then all of a sudden, it just, like, it almost as if he came right through the mirror. That's what it felt like. Cause it yeah, got, yeah you to, know? the
1: funny part it is I saw the, the mist almost come straight through the mirror. Almost yeah, like you know, so you
2: think, right. Well, <laughs> if you think about it, yeah. Um, it's thought in many. You know, how many people do mirror photography? You know, there are some people that will ph- photograph mirrors because yeah, I hate mirror
1: photography.
2: No, but that's not what I'm saying. Mirrors, just like if say, hey, I'm going to take a television and you have those static and white noise. Right, I see. You know you might pick and up i t c yeah i t c or something like that you yeah. might pick up in the background movement or motion or people moving around or something and and it's just electronics and for me though, when I look at mirrors you know you don't you never know exactly what you could pick up using a mirror to me it it can all
1: so, actually. I mean, do, do you believe it's a gateway to another dimension? do you believe it's uh... It would be so, uh, I mean, I'm not getting it.
2: I don't know. I can't say for sure, but I will say, think of it this way. If I'm focusing on the mirror and I'm opening up on that mirror and I'm feeling that energy going stronger, am I allowing that intent, like letting that person come in through that way? All I know is that was very bizarre for me because it was feeling like he came right through the mirror. So,
1: and you actually began channeling, too. Right. Uh, and, not, and Maureen is a trans-channeler, by the way, which means they just don't speak to her they actually use your body
2: right Right. and it was a little um it was a little daunting a little painful but uh hey i'm sure it wasn't great for you because the the area was so small but yeah it was a little bit tough
1: i mean you got uh yeah i mean yeah it was really tight you're actually you got big and i was like of course i'm crunched down in the corner here i'm like if anything happens i'm dead meat but uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, yeah, it, it was very interesting. And then uh, finally uh, you kicked him out. And, uh, it was pretty much... And who did you trans jam? I guess a lot of people don't know the story um, of, of the Hooton Mansion. Mr. Houghton, I right, believe. The Hooton Mansion is is a, a, a Masonic temple and also an old mansion Not in uh, North Adams. Uh, yep. You've seen it on the uh, Ghost uh, Adventurers. It was on there. And ghost I,
2: Hunters I, have been out there? I think,
1: yeah, I don't know if this is yet or not, but I, I believe the Ghost Hunters were out there, too. But uh, it, it's an old mansion that used to belong to the mayor of North Adams, and uh, uh, he and his daughter, and well, actually, they got in a car accident. The daughter got killed, and then the chauffeur who was driving the car went back to the mansion and committed suicide. The, next, was, day. the next day, next day blew his brain out, and then old man who died after that.
2: Right. So, so that within crazy. like a very short period of time. Right. They had all these deaths in the family in the home, and it's a very very paranormally active location. Um, and we actually have gone there. What? How many times have we been there?
1: Uh, I mean, countless so times. So many. I mean, we we did uh, three conferences out there. Uh, contact. We did it. Uh, right. Yeah. And uh, the witches from Salem came out. Uh, Sean Portier, uh, mm-hmm. rest his soul. You want me to contact him tonight? No. Okay. Not in my house. I, mean, thank I'm you. In I like the,
2: Sean, but. I'm in the mood to contact you. No, know no, not tonight, no. Yeah, okay.
1: Anyway, <laughs> uh, Sean and Christian Day came out there, and there was. They actually made contact. Using you, too, I believe, right? Right. Right. Because
2: what happened is actually, Sean, what a sweetheart, because. He had already planned. He was supposed to be doing a seance for everyone. Um, And what turned out that night is when we had, um, you know, he was realizing that there was something going on with Mary. That was Houghton's daughter, the spirit of Mary, that she wanted to be contacted. She wanted to come out and actually get reunited with um, the chauffeur. Okay, so I guess that turned out.
1: Yeah, on our first visit to the Houghton Mansion, we held a heated communication by candlelight. And that's when it originally came out that Mary had a thing for the chauffeur. Right. And then another visit out there, and then this conference thing was going on, and we had a midnight doohickey thingy. And um, Sean Portier was there, and and you were there. And uh, the whole idea, I guess, was what, night, Mary, and... And John. And death?
2: Yes. Uh, well, the whole point is Mary kept, when we actually sat down, because anybody who, was, you know, might, might have been there or wasn't there, you might read our book, right? Because one of the chapters was dedicated, but we really didn't get into so no, much of that it, piece it, of it. It's, it's a different one, one the original yeah. first
1: one. We're talking about Ghost Chronicles. <clears throat> right.
2: But when we had come back after that, what we did is we had gone out, we're like, okay, you know, we sat down, we used the Ouija board as part of, That's where early came about, because Christian was using the Ouija board, and I sat down with you, remember? Christian got out of the way, and it was you and myself, and Mary came through again, and while she was coming through, she was letting us know that she was asking for her John, and it was very heartbreaking, because she was looking for him, and she wanted to get, you know, be back with him, but she couldn't find him. Now, that's kind of, you know, how do we know that, right? He was on a, was he on a different level? Was she not able to find him that way, because he took his life? Um, We don't know, but what was the most beautiful thing is what Sean, I remember him putting his hand on my shoulder and saying, oh my God, I feel her energy too. And he said, we have to help her. So when we went into the auditorium area of the hall, instead of him doing his seance, we basically all got together. And I think it was that's what made the difference is having everyone there kind of take pride and help. You know, we created this, this circle and we kind of called out and Mary came, Mary was there. Um, and I remember I remember bits and pieces, but what was really interesting is that we walked out of the room. Sean was holding my hand, and we walked out, went into the, um, the study, study, right? The study, yeah. Into the study, but I felt like I was wearing this big bustle, like this huge dress when I was walking. That's what I remember. Like, I don't remember walking out totally. I remember bits and pieces of it, and I remember glaring at you because you're making this face like it's not going to happen, right?
1: And, right, because all know? of a sudden I felt this, this awful, uh, I, I don't know I, I, if I was picking up the energy of uh, old man Hooton or not, but almost like, you know, he was furious and that he did not uh, want this to happen. Right. And actually was laughing at you
2: guys. Well, the whole point, though, was that he was angry, I think. He did not want this to happen. And if anybody looks back in history, how many people that would be, not that he was this, you know, whether he was nice, whether he wasn't nice, we can't say for sure, but, you know, when you're a person of stature and you're the mayor of town, you know, would you want your daughter to be with the chauffeur, right? Uh, Mary hadn't been married, and it was just kind of this whole paranormal soap opera. But basically, I'll have to say it was the most beautiful energy I've ever felt.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful
2: energy. energy. And what I mean by that is... Sh- how how do you me- describe that as- beautiful energy. Well, if you let me finish...
1: Well, I may if you are
2: actually going to say I
1: something.
2: I was trying to. Okay. Um, when we sat down and basically Sean was saying, okay, you know, we're going to actually bring John and Mary together, that's what I'm saying it was beautiful. Not the whole thing, not just feeling Mary, but when I could feel the energy of John coming together with Mary, like like they were hugging, it felt literally like a magnet. You know, when you, when you take two magnets and they, they slam together the energy of it, that's what it felt like. I mean, it just was amazing to me to actually experience that. And knowing that, to me, I knew they were, they were together. And what was really, to me, was very uh, cool is it felt like a wedding almost. So when we're going to leave the next day, right, we're, I was walking around with somebody, I don't know who, and they're like, you know, the energy for a little bit felt different. It felt like it was a wedding. Um, but then that all changed because after doing that, I think we real- I myself made an enemy from Mr. Hoat. I don't think he likes the fact that we reunited uh, John and Mary, and ever since we've gone there, he's literally made my life a living hell, right. pain-wise. I mean, your
1: life's a living hell, my life's a living hell. Oh,
2: no, not even that. I have, you know... No, not even I
1: that. Well, we remember, like... I don't know if you remember.
2: I don't know if you remember what he did to my stuff, either. When we were there, um, you know, we're, we actually were having another um, conference, and... We have the, there's a fireplace area. We had a table set up. We were selling circles of wisdom stuff in front, you know, helping out the, the store. And we're all working together. And I had taken my bag with my stones, my cards, and all my stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I put it, and I had it also in my pocketbook, and I put it inside the area of the fireplace because I thought, you know, I don't want someone stepping on it. If they do, I don't want it to be broken. So there's like a little brass bar in front to keep anything, you know, it's, it's just a fireplace. So I put everything inside. Well, a couple hours later, nobody had gone there. I go over. Now, there was an, a three, two rooms away. There's a hot dog cart. There's selling hot dogs and everything. I open up my bag, and there was ketchup and mustard squished in all my stuff. So, my, ba- my bag of runes, um, everything was all squished and dirty. So and, what are you trying to say? And, and, and it was zipped still. And so I like, had like, my like, brush. My plastic brush was snapped. I mean, we're talking a hard, hard, hard plastic was snapped in half. Nobody was even near my stuff. So you figure that out. You am
1: saying the ghost can do that.
2: Yeah, I am. When he kicked my butt across the room, that's another thing. Don't uh, tell me. Yeah, yeah, that was
1: funny. Uh, But anyways, if anybody wants to call in, the number is 877-864-4869. If you've had any um, experiences with uh, either scrying or... uh, psychomanthium chamber or any of that type of stuff. We, we'd love to talk to you and hear about your experiences. Once again, the number is 877-864-4869. 877-864-4869. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a cool place. I mean, the, the ghost uh, adventurers went there. They caught some really, really cool uh, mist up in Mary's room. And, uh, oh, speaking about Mary's room, you, you left that little pot out, too. About the event we were going up there for uh, Halloween.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was
1: supposed to be just like a nothing. We weren't going to do anything. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well,
2: I wasn't planning on it, but I actually, we had a couple friends with us, and you were busy doing your thing, but we were downstairs in the hall. Um, you know, we were going to let everyone else go around and, and do tours, and yeah. I was going to be hanging out with a couple girls. But what happened was... Um, they wanted to see, and they wanted me to bring them upstairs. And before this, we're sitting in the hall, and I, and Mary, kept saying something to me like, you know, be careful, be careful. She's basically telling me not, to, you know, be careful of her father. And I'm thinking, yeah, okay, thank you. And we went up to Mary's room, and there was a chair, and it was Mary's chair. So basically, you sit in Mary's chair whether you pick up energy from Mary or if you're feeling energy going on, you know, that's where to go. In fact, that was the place where we once put a temperature when it was 80 degrees out, right? That it was like what 60 in the chair. Um, But regardless, we sit in the chair, I sit down in the chair, and let's just say, first Mary came through, she was very sweet, but then it was like getting a tiger by the tails while I picture it, because literally, I had someone jump in, and it was Mr. Holt, and he was, you know, he fit to be tied. Next thing I know, I remember, like as if I'm far away. From what I was told, I was kind of pulled off the chair. It took like five people to pull me off the chair. But I was on the floor and ice cold. And, but for me, it felt like I was coming through mud, like I was trying to get back, and it was through deep mud, and it was I mean, far it was interesting away. I for
1: me, too, because well, this is all going in wherever you were. Wherever you were, I mean, I'm downstairs. I was doing a little talking, and then someone came in and came up to me. Ron, you're needed upstairs right away. Uh, Maureen's really got a problem, so I went up there. And, and all this time, I mean, we're talking a good amount of time for you to be outside of your body. Uh, we're talking uh, maybe 10 minutes. Yeah it, was,
2: it was uh, and, uh, yeah, it was uh, a while.
1: And, yeah, it was not an easy way to get you back. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, how the frig am I going to get this? Call someone from, uh, you know, have an ambulance here. Oh, yeah, she's uh, not here. Uh, she's somewhere else, but there's someone else in their body. Yeah, right.
2: Anyway. Well, you know, I will say that that um, that really bothered me that night after because after that I wasn't. And it's not that you can't protect yourself, but whenever anybody opens up to any spirit, there's always it's like leaving an opening, right? Because you have to have allowed that spirit to come in. So you're not. How can you close up? You know, you've left that piece of yourself open, and that other spirit just that was the, that was what they needed to just jump right in. So you always have to be careful, but you know. Wait
1: a Am I crazy or did actually, didn't uh, someone actually warn you uh, earlier in the night?
2: Yeah, I know, but it was Mary. She wanted to talk, and I thought she had something to say. I didn't realize that, and I thought she was coming back to warn me again, but when she did, that's when he jumped in. But, but the whole thing is, is for myself, anybody, if I would have ever gotten stopped on the road, this sounds crazy, but for like a week after, I had chest pains horrendous chest pains. I felt like I had a hole where my heart should be. And I literally... Do you have a heart? Really yes, I do. I literally used, um, like, a crystal, you know, in my clothing that I kept for, like, a week or two straight so that I could try to rebuild my aura and help that heal because it was so bad. It was horrible. Um, and that's why I kind of jokingly laughed. And I also kept a... Um, like a black tourmaline in my pocket to absorb negative energy. So if there was any remnants of him, and I was doing cleansings all the time, but I I was chuckling at the time to some people going, "Oh, this would be great. God forbid I was to get pulled over by anybody, you know." And here they put me in the nut house. You know, here I am. I got crystals in my pocket that are weighing me down, and in my clothing, close to my chest, <laughs> I've got uh, crystals. So, but anyway, yeah. Things, well, look, you go
1: to uh, uh, the uh, airport nowadays. Huh? I would love to see you gone through the airport.
2: Yeah, I know. Actually, I bring crystals with me. They never have stopped me for that.
1: Well, they've stopped
2: me for other things, things but they haven't stopped me for that. Things, things are, are changing. changing. They're not going to stop me for crystals. I yeah, I bring crystals every time I go on a trip.
1: Never I had a problem. Will. Well, we'll see.
2: All right, I've never had an issue. So, like I said, I've gotten stopped for other things, but not that.
1: But yeah, and speaking of crystals, now a lot of people don't know this, but. Uh, Crystals, and, and I actually have some here in, in this uh, my little purse with my uh, thing. Now, different crystals can be used for, in, in ghost hunting, can't they?
2: Um, yes, they can. And, and so, what would you
1: recommend? I mean, as far as ghost um, hunting,
2: I would always recommend something to like you bring. If you, it depends what you want to do, right? If right. you want to make. Strengthen your communication, which you've got to be really careful about. You'd bring quartz, right? Like a regular quartz. Uh, if it's more for love and you're trying to get more peaceful, you get rose quartz. There is um, hematite that you could take for protection and grounding. Um, you might want to keep even stones in your pocket. or Not stones, I'm sorry, Coins <laughs> in your pocket. Don't be quiet. Coins in your pocket because coins are metal, and metal is grounding, okay? Yeah. Um, you can bring um, blood stones. Um, you know, any kind of different tourmalines, like a black tourmaline. And I want to say it's called Stelenite. It's actually a white, um, it's kind of milky-looking crystal, uh, but it's actually used for cleansing and purification. And after a while of using that, you, t- you have to bury it and get rid of it. Um, and by the way, if anybody wants to be able to, to have any of the stones to purchase some and use them, you always recommend cleansing your stones first. So either you leave them out on a table, for instance, in, in an area like on the moonlight, and let the moonlight cleanse them. Or
1: sunlight.
2: Or sunlight. You can take them out into like a little riverbed and put them down and let them cleanse with the water. Um, you can take a bowl and put some salt water, like sea salt, and cleanse them, but keep, be careful because certain stones will dissolve. will dissolve and break up in that. You've got to know what kind of stones you have and whether or not that will work. Um, By the way, there's a fantastic book. If anybody wants to buy, it's actually called the Book of Stone. Um, Excuse me. It's the Book of Stone. The Book of Stone. That's the name of it.
1: Uh, You're making that up, aren't
2: you? No, I'm not. It's called the Book of Stone. But the book is fantastic because it has pictures um,
1: along. It has pictures.
2: It is good because a lot. No, because there's times when you go to buy stones that you forget the name of it. So what you can do is you look through the book and you can recognize you bring, bring it. bring the
1: book and point to it and say, I want that?
2: No. You can actually look at the book and know the stone type of stone you have without having to bring it somewhere and ask someone else. Um, but what's cool is what I've always done is this is the way I find new uh, gems or stones. I'll actually go to a store. If I'll go somewhere to buy it, I will not even look up what the stone is, okay? I'll go in, walk around, I'll pick up the stones, by the way, left hand is bringing in the energy, right hand is actually when you let it go. That's
1: not necessarily true. If, I mean, you told me that, but that's not necessarily true.
2: For the majority of times, it is. I mean, there's nothing's a solid rule, but if you don't know and you're just starting out, usually you absorb with your left hand and your right hand is what you give off energy. You can give them off with both. What if you're
1: lefty and righty? It doesn't matter. It does matter.
2: It doesn't really matter. All right. There's certain ways even when you're doing energy work. If you spin one way, now, it closes. Instance, if, if you, 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 you spin another it opens.
1: You, you, you and I have de- actually different spins on our, our pendulum. So, right. So, why is that any different?
2: I can't tell you why. Okay.
1: So, who told you this?
2: I, when I was doing my training many years ago from some old witch. Don't say that. She's not an old witch. And I've learned it. I've heard it from many people over year over the years. Well, the whole point, let me finish my oh, point. there's a point. Yeah,
1: okay.
2: Um, is that what you can do is you can walk around the area, walk around the store, whatever you're picking up on the energy, whatever feels good to you, if you're attracted to it by color, if you're attracted to it by, um, you know, the feel of the energy to it, you don't get it. But then look it up on the stones because it's interesting to see whatever it seems to be that you're going through in that time of your life, is always seems to be it matches at least for me and a few of my friends have had do this. They've experienced the same thing. You're so
1: friends, too. I, I do. I've learned Stop that picking you, on I me. I've learned that you had a hot tonight, and I've also learned you had friends. I mean, this is and amazing.
2: I've learned you look nothing like Steve Brown.
1: Steve Did Brown. I say Steve again? Yeah, okay. You're again. God Brown. Yeah. Whatever.
2: God, you're just you're just making me nuts.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm making you nuts. <laughs> yeah. That, that,
1: that's it. All right. Yep. 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 I'm anyway. You anyway. But uh, I, I is, know we're just about out of time, uh, so I, I did want to bring out one point. Now, these stones here are, are very important, right? Yes, yeah, selenite. And selenite. And what is selenite used for?
2: Selenite is actually used for protection. It's also used for cleansing.
1: Cleansing. And, it, and, it, and you usually put a selenite stone with your other stones.
2: Correct. To help cleanse the negative right. energy off of them.
1: Okay. And another good thing now, if, if you've got problems in your house, I know that's the uh, two minute warning, but uh if you get four selenite, uh whatever these are what would you call them rock stones
2: um they're they're crystals, they're quartz, but they're oh, selenite okay.
1: so if you and, and by the way, stones by the are not all that expensive. Uh, everybody should have a little kit of their own anyways they' they're they're fun to deal with they're definitely great to do experiments with when you're doing ghost hunting and stuff um, but anyways. If you get four of these and put them in the four corners of your house, it will help clear the energy and help protect it. You know
2: that? Yes, I did.
1: Okay. And now, so what do you do uh, now that you've got this cellulite stone? and
2: Selenite. Stone,
1: not in your thighs. Um, selenite.
2: Cellulite, not cellulite.
1: And you've got this selenite stone. Right. Um, I mean, I'm sure that this is got to be cleansed as well.
2: It's got to be cleansed, and then if it gets to the point where you've used it for such a long time, Sometimes you almost want to put it in the earth and say thank you for letting me, you know, for doing this, and you bury it or you bring it to a river and you let it stay there for a long period of time. Um, And then you get another one and do the cleansing. So, you know, by the way, anybody who's into, you know, not to be going around but like feng shui and all that stuff, um, you can actually repair areas of your outside of your home, for instance, if if you need to... Uh, let me give you an example. My back of my house, I need to have a strong back, a solid back of your house. My back of the house had this big view in it, right? So what I did is I took crystals and I buried them and made my own border so that I had, like a, it seemed like a straight wall going by. Um, and it, things really changed after that. So stones Boy. have a lot... No, they actually have gone a lot better. <laughs> but stones are um, are actually... They're amazing. I, you know, I just very attracted to a lot of the, uh, you know the metaphysical properties. Whether you properties. believe it or
1: not, it, it, they're really fun to experiment with. Wh- whether you're doing ghost hunting or uh, spur of communication or whatever, it, or even if you're, you know, not feeling good or, or ailing, uh, uh, they definitely they cost very little bit of money and they're a lot of fun. Uh, you've got absolutely nothing to lose by by using them, and uh, a lot to gain. So. That's my little spiel on stones. And, of course, the Circles of Wisdom in Andover has a great collection at a reasonable prices. Anyway, well, we are just about yeah. out tide the time, young lady. Uh, if you're interested, we are having a paranormal discussion group, which will meet every Tuesday of the month at Circles of Wisdom. You can sign up at the Circles of Wisdom store or call in at 978-474-8010. So, till next time, I guess it's time to
2: wrap it up. Yeah, and uh, you know, bummer because I was going to ask you all about what happened at Circles with your Orb Night.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> good night. to ghosties, long beasties and things that go bump.